This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out today at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you by GoToMeeting.com and GoDaddy.com, where the code PODNAME121 can save you money on your next domain name. Wow. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Geek Loves Nerd, she did late last week. Fighting. Fighting. We're fighting. Fighting you. Don't be coughing on my show. It's my show. I can cough if I want. Uh, ah, let's get this over with. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. It's show number 69, brought to you the week of February 26, 2010. I am your host. My name is James. I am the geek. And my name's Jen. I'm the nerd. That's right. And we're fighting. Are we fighting? Yeah, we are. We're fighting. We were fine. Everything was hunky-dory. My wife comes up. Headphones. Where's my headphones? They were wrapped around the chair and I hit my head. <laughs> and I was trying to get them. And that got, her in a, that got you in a bad mood, didn't it? It doesn't take much. It ca- <laughs> well, at least you admit it. <laughs> That's the best part of our relationship. Really? Is recently you've gotten the ability to admit when you are just dead wrong. Well, I admit it, but I don't really mean it. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Man, dang. I was really hoping we had a breakthrough there. Nah. Well, anyway, welcome back to the show, folks. We're very glad you're here. And uh, again, if, if you're just joining us for the first time, Geek Loves Nerd is a little show we do. I'm the geek. Jen's a nerd. I'm a gamer. She's a CPA reject. And uh, What? Wow. Did I say that out loud? You did. And why? Explain yourself. Well, you used to have a real job, see? And then you quit. I know. Now I just take care of kids. And, blah, and blah. she does an even more important job. But that's kind of our situation is, is uh, here we are, two people with almost nothing in common but our kids, our address, and our last name. And uh, yet we make it work. And uh, we like to give not advice per se. We just like to talk about our views and our perspectives on marriage and family issues and, I, you know, issues relating to how to care for a geek and make him very happy and him not have to do much around the house. Hmm. Right? That seems to be the way it works out. Wow. Oh, man. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah. So weekly update time. How's your week been? Up until you hit your head and forgot all uh, of your childhood. It's been perfect until right now. <laughs> no, the um, our boy, Jay, a.k.a. Dunder, a.k.a. Every other name. Whatever. That is bad. The boy. Yeah, the boy. Um, He turned two this week. Yay! Happy birthday, Dun. And, uh... Still not talking much, but he's he's actually making an effort. He's trying. Yeah. Not bad. Because I'll be like, Dada, and he'll say, awesome. He'll say, mama, he'll say... Abusive? No, he never says awesome or abusive. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had his birthday late. He didn't care. No, he doesn't even know what we, a birthday we is. We got car cups and plates and, and tablecloths, mm-hmm. which, by the way, those three items, more than I had for any birthday my entire childhood. You never had the cups, plates, never, and tablecloths? Never, never. You know, I don't think, I think I did every once in a while, but I don't even know if, did they have them when we were kids, like with characters on them probably basic stuff like colors maybe but, happy birthday well, on yeah it. yeah just shapes and stuff mm-hmm. i think they had some holly hobby options oh maybe yeah that would have been prime for you yeah i was more of a of a romper room type mm. back in my elementary days you know i never watched that show really yeah did oh, you man. yeah was we, it- used, we used to watch it early in the morning my mom would drop me drop us off at some random person's house that would take us to school a <laughs> random person she didn't I even don't know. know i have so many memories different uh, places she'd drop us off before school and uh we'd watch romper room with the preschool kids mm, sounds wonderful apparently there was some looking glass that they looked through i don't know hmm. i remember liking the logo 
sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was scary was the Picture Pages theme song. Picture page. I do remember Picture Pages. Mm-hmm. Sing it. Picture pages, picture pages, time to get your picture pages, time for Why was Bill Cosby scary? to draw another picture page with you. Oh, that's right. It was Bill Cosby. Yeah, but after that, they got the Reading Rainbow guy or something mm. in there. And Reading it's Rainbow so guy was scary. Mm. He was the right color, but his personality was all wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, and we went to Chuck and Cheese. Chuck and Cheese. That's what my daughter calls it. And she did correct herself, Dad Gum her. Yeah, now she says oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it's Chuck E. Jesus. That's right. I will say it right. And we're <laughs> like, we'll say it perfectly. <laughs> I shall be a young lady. I'm five now and all grown up. You guys are done with me. Thanks. And can I just say Chuck that and Cheese is invented by the devil? Yes. I was just going to say that since there's no kids present. That... I mean, I've been to a lot of kid stuff, kid mm-hmm. places. I just hate that one. Yeah. It's chaotic, and I don't even know why. Thank God. We, we went, like, what, at 4, 4.15, 4 something. Yeah. And we left about the time everybody got off work mm-hmm. and got there. And But even so, it was still crowded. But it was a Thursday, and that place was packed. I feel like there's a thin layer of child feces on everything there you touch. There probably is. It doesn't seem like they clean it ever. No. It is, there is gel on any clear oh. see-through areas, there's just fingerprint gel. And I know none of the kids are washing their hands. Yeah, nobody's nobody's walking around cleaning it like you see in no. some of those places. Like mm. at Paradise Park, they were cleaning all the time. Yeah, exactly. They it's gross. never clean Nothing's cutting the grease, you know? Ugh. Unless some other kid has germs that can fight the other kid's germs. It must be. It's an invisible battle going on all around you. I could hear them whispering to me. The worst thing is that place is so hard to keep track of your kids. Yeah, it is. Because it's just... You pretty much need one person per child. Mm-hmm. It's chaos. Jenna and loved it. on top of all that, there's this horrible robotic mouse that's moving, like spasming <laughs> up there. That Dunder hated. I think he was broken. I was scared of the mouse. Dunder was horrified <laughs> of it. Was. From across the room, he was eyeballing it. He's like, that thing's going to eat me. I think any minute it's going to break free of the restraints and kill us all. Oh... Uh. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, when we were kids, that was like next to Disney World. Dude, I don't know what I'm remembering, but when in second grade we went as a field trip to mm-hmm. Jacksonville, and and I went to I went to a place called Showbiz Pizza, and then I went to a separate place called Chuck E. Cheese, and I remember it being absolutely amazing. Multiple rooms, mm-hmm. different areas, an entire wall. Of of like uh, made out of like cheese, but it wasn't obviously. It was slides and, and crawl spaces with holes that looked like Swiss cheese. I, I remember it being like Disney quality stuff. I think it used to be a lot better. Either that or our view was just skewed. No, I think it was. Well, and then it was, it, and then it went national, then. and they simplified it. Well, I think they tried to really start making a lot of money. They figured out, oh, if we can just charge for every single thing right. the kid does. To their credit, though. Everything is a one token. Yeah, it is twenty five cents basically. Five hundred. Because I put a token in this giant horse. The giant horse didn't move. Jenna no. was very upset. And um yeah. I would have taken my money back, but the coin return was under the back tail. Really strange. Wasn't wasn't reaching in there. <laughs> well, and twenty five cents is like who cares? Yeah. Eh. I mean eh. I got fifty coins for ten bucks and I was like praying that we would finally get through all those coins. It yeah. took forever to use 50 I was coins. like, do you want to smash these sharks on the head with that mallet one more time? <laughs> Come on. You want to feed that dog the balls? Yeah, she you want to play the horse that doesn't move? <laughs> she didn't like the horse that doesn't move. <laughs> it's very irritating. Oh, I hate that. And the food. At least the one in Rockford. I went with Amy and Anthony one time. Mm-hmm. The food was horrible. I don't know about this one here, but oh. Uh, it was like, I mean, how do you mess up frozen pizza? Come on. Chuck and cheese can do Chuck it. Chuck and cheese did it. Anyway. I don't know. How do we get off on Chuck and cheese? We just did a product review for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck and cheese. Boo. Oh, Boo man. for parents. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, um, the the boy had a trikathon today. Mm-hmm. A trikathon. The girl did, too. It was, a, it was at their school. And basically, they're trying to raise money for an air filtration system. To take all the allergens out of the air. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they collect it in a little cup. I'll bring it home and give it to you. Here, oh. <laughs> here's some allergens. <laughs> Thank you. Let's take it to Chuck and Cheese. I'm Spread sh- it all over. I'm sure our house is rife with allergens. But it was awesome. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Little kids with their little bikes, and they I did know. a little they tour. They did laps. Yeah. They do a tour. They walked around, and then they did laps And on their each bikes. team, you know, each grade, every level, had, you know, from toddlers all the way to pre-K, had team colors and team names. And, mm. oh, my goodness, it was the cutest thing so dunder's class was the chipmunks and all the kids and their color was brown they had brown shirts with their with the first letter of their name on their shirts mm-hmm. like alvin it was so dang cute it was next in line next cutest was the one that was done up like grease mm-hmm. and all the little girls had the paint the paint i was about to say painted ladies what was their name pink ladies pink ladies and the and they had all their little pants rolled up and oh it was awesome they had theme songs that they played when they walked around and then Jenna's was the crushing turtles. Yes, crushing turtles. I, it, it's kind of violent. It really is. I wasn't a big fan. But they didn't. They weren't. I violent. think it was like crush the turtle. But the but the, her teacher had a full on turtle costume. turtle costume that was created by one of the other ladies there. Did I you was, know that? No, I was wondering where it came from because yeah. surely you can't just get one of the, those. The redheaded lady that works there. I don't know. She's usually the one that's there picking. Anyway, she. Oh, she's Jenna's other. As teacher. soon as I heard that, I said, "I need you to create me a Buzz Lightyear costume." Oh my gosh! Would you I, wear I'll it? Give me a quote. I would. I'd wear it every day. I'd wear it to bed. Ah. Uh, and that should be scary to you. That is very, very uh, scary. That's worse than dressing up like a Jedi, because at least Jedi's. Because I'd be like, "Hey, baby." They're kind of normal. Ready to go to infinity and beyond? I just called a Jedi normal, and don't ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you're yeah. scaring me on multiple levels. <laughs> This is this is getting into the zone you're, where uh, you're, you're mocking me, aren't you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah. And your son, um, speaking of Buzz, got some Buzz Lightyear pajamas for his birthday. Oh my gosh! Freaked out. He doesn't want to take them off in the morning. Nope. He doesn't want to wear any other pajamas. He loves them. It's like me and my striped skivs. I love yeah, them. I wear them do. every day. You dance around and you <laughs> never you walk them. around saying stripes, stripes, just like he does. But oh. it, but what I wanted to talk about the trikathon is mm-hmm. is pastor. You know, I'm still new there. He wanted to introduce me to all the peeps, all the parents, and so he let me lead the prayer, and I got to introduce myself. And he wanted me to mention this show, Geek Loves Nerd, and I, I was like, why. what? He just he just loves the concept. He says it's a great resource. He wants me to share it, and that was thrilling. It was awesome. But um, I you know he he knew probably that I wasn't going to do it. So before he hands me the mic, he's also going to tell you. Not only is he going to pray, he's going to tell you about this great uh, internet uh, sh- show that he has because he doesn't understand it exactly how what it is. It's like an internet show, and uh, he's going to tell you all about this great resource. It's awesome. And I was like, oh, dang it! I was so, wondering what he was talking about when he said that. Yeah, he was like, talking about Geek Loves Nerd, and like, so what in the I, world does James have? I I talked about our ministry a little bit, talked about the kids, and then I talked about the show. Fast forward to the very end, and this lady comes up and she puts sticks her hands out. She's like, "Hello, I'm Jennifer so and so," and she says. I've been listening to your show for a year and a half. I know. She said since episode one, I think. Yeah. Crazy. It is. She says, I heard on the show that you were about to move to Florida. And, and you know, so imagine what she went through, you know. Well, and she was a few shows behind, she said. Uh, so she probably hadn't even heard. Wow. You know, where we moved to. and you know. Well, she, she said she heard the name, you know, Pastor James Kennison. She's going, where have I heard that name before? And then she saw me and she heard the thing and she must have been like, oh my gosh, that must have been so weird. Yeah, that would be strange. So she was very nice. I got to meet her father and her her, her beautiful little um, uh, Asian little girl, China, Chinese little girl. Aww. She's a sweetheart, little China doll. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to Miss Jennifer out there. For thanks it. for coming up and making our day. Thanks for coming to the trek Okay, and us. so the first thing she says uh, after I said, yes, I am James Kim's. That is our show. And she goes, oh, cool. She says, so Dunder's here? <laughs> she calls him Dunder. She did. She knew. Oh, and, she's like, and I'm like, yeah, he's right over there. So Dunder's like a celebrity. It was crazy. He was the only thing she cared to see. Well, because people have heard from his birth on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's, he's like a celeb. Jen is a celeb, but... Nah. 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 They're going to listen to this later when they're in therapy and be like, I knew you loved him more than me. That's true. Mm. I mean, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was just true. being agreeable. It's not true. 
Ah, Maybe. she's my favorite girl, and he's my favorite boy. So works out. Hey, uh, speaking of favorites, um, today's show is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Is it? Yeah, it is. GoToMeeting is the easiest to use. And um, it's it's a great way for you to have meetings. Turn a call into an instant online meeting in just one click. How awesome would that be? You're on the phone. Hey, hey, hey! Don't let me try to describe this to you. I've got it on my computer. Click, and then you're you're in a meeting online. It's affordable. As many meetings as you want for just forty nine dollars a month. It is the most secure. Substantially reduces uh, meeting uh, related expenses. It would be awesome. I mean, what's $49 a month versus how much for a trip? 500 plus? Yep. If you're lucky, you can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, but you must visit GoToMeeting slash podcast. That's GoToMeeting.com slash podcast for your free 30-day trial. Also brought to you today by Dean Piercy. Yet again, surprise, surprise. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. You're awesome, man. Even though I make fun of your mom on nearly every show, you still sponsor. His mom? Yeah. His mom, his mom has a mustache. Oh, my gosh. That's Dean. me. No, I'm kidding, bud. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, let's jump into the main topic, which happens to be our review of the movie Fireproof. Dun, dun, dun. Ha, ha, have you heard about this movie, Fireproof? Me, I watched it. Yeah, I'm ta- talking to you. Oh. I'm talking to the people. <laughs> okay. Um, have you heard about it? Well, I can't hear them. I, I can't either. Well, I'm confused. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I'm supposed to have it up. Fireproof the movie. Or uh, <laughs> he typed in fireproof and he got fireproofing. I did. <laughs> fireproofing your house. There we go. There we go. Okay, Fireproof is a 2008 American Christian drama film by Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sherwood Pictures, directed by Alex Kendrick, who co-wrote and co-produced it with Stephen Kendrick, apparently his son. The film stars Kirk Cameron, Aaron Bentha. Benthea, Ken Bevel, and Stephen Durvin, all these famous people, oh, and yeah. Jason McLeod. Reviews for the film were mixed, however, quite positive from Christian critics, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, it is a, a movie about a fireman who has basically lost his wife, lost his marriage. Mm-hmm. They're and, like on the brink of divorce. And through a book called The Love Dare, it's a 40-day process that his father has written and given to him mm-hmm. that apparently saved his marriage um, he goes through the process of attempting to keep his wife. Uh, in the process, he finds uh, salvation. He, he gets his life straightened out. He drops some bad habits. Um, and we just—I I don't know—we just kind of—it was a—it's—it's it's been on the bestseller list, the book you know associated with it and all that. We figured we'd get it. It was on Netflix, so we uh, we watched it. And I was—I don't know. Let's let's just go through and kind of review it and talk about the good things and the bad things and um and and go on with it cuz I think this movie crossed some boundaries for folks. I think this is a movie that though was a quote unquote Christian film. I bet you a lot of people that weren't Christians went and saw this. Mhm. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think so. Like you said, it kind of hit the or like you told me, it kind of hit probably the target audience that likes um Likes those kind of drama movies, movies yeah. like that. It is not um, a high budget film. No, it is n- not a good film. <laughs> wow, I didn't care for it. I'm sorry. It was. I mean, really, even it, as those it go- was Hallmark Channel quality movie, wouldn't yeah. you say? Maybe. Yeah. A little sappy. Lot sappy. Lot sappy. But it had some good things. And so I, I want to try to be balanced in this because for a Christian movie, I want to say stellar. Yeah, because most Christian movies are like... Stupid. Yeah, like I haven't even seen most of them. Yeah. It's because we're not Stupid. Christians. I, I don't see very Although many Although I did movies. like the other one that the same people did, that Facing the Giants. I yeah, that Facing one the Giants better. was less cheese than this. But it's hard to do a love story... I would imagine, but and that's what I'm saying in the in the context of Christian movies, which is horrible. I even have to say it, it's not that bad. It's right. not that bad. Kirk Cameron, unfortunately for me, he still looks like he's 12. Mm-hmm. And the, so the only time I bought that he was grown was when he was crying, which was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of crying. Um, so even though I'm saying I don't like it, I will say this: there were two very suspenseful parts in the movie 
And and one of them was probably the most I've ever jumped off my couch in my life. The train? Spo- spoiler alert. Okay, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. But there's a scene where they're, they, they lift a car out from in front of an c- oncoming train. And there's this uh, black dude that's like one of the captains or something. And he almost, I mean, just barely. I don't even know how they really did this in real life. You know, the stunt itself. Yeah. Because it didn't look CG. I doubt they could afford it. But he almost got himself sandwiched and crushed between a speeding train and this in this car. And I literally almost jumped down on my skin. So I was like, hats off to this kind of movie to get me that involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good action. And uh, spoiler alert number two, there was a scene where, you know, there's this little black girl stuck in a in a burning building or mm-hmm. burning house. And he has to chop through the floor and goes through a crawl space. And dang. Yeah. Fires falling all over him. I was I was hardcore. And speaking of which, that little girl, best actor in the entire movie. Because she did not move. That girl breathe. got, he jerked her around almost by her nostrils, you know. I mean, just threw her around down there. She didn't move. She didn't flinch. You know, I don't know how she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Unless she was dead. <laughs> I don't think they would do that. No, I don't think so. Let's get a dead kid. For, the, <laughs> for this scene, they wouldn't have looked very alive, though. That's you know? yeah, that's true because she did live. But dude, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, um, she could have been in a coma, though, or they could have drugged her. <laughs> she, you were so sick. At least I just went for simple death. You're like, let's pull a comatose child in. <laughs> Ragdoll physics. You said dead. I can say coma. So it's what was like what, what would you say is your favorite, you know, parts? I mean, I just kind of went through a couple of mine. I, I gave the good parts their due. What what would you say? Did you like it when they glued the salt and pepper shakers together? No, that got on my nerves. <laughs> really? Yeah, the movie is riddled with object lessons. It's written by a pastor, an old pastor, yeah. a, a southern old pastor and so it's got a lot of preaching in it i'll give you that i'll give them that they 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 do preach quite a bit so if you're not into that but all all that being said i think the movie had a great point i think it had a great moral you know yeah and there were parts that were good i mean they the idea of showing the progression of that you know both the people it was kind of a non-typical um divorce situation in a movie Mm mm-hmm because there wasn't really anything causing it besides those the two of them yeah. just not getting along. Well, now he he yeah they were both very selfish people. I I got the feeling especially yeah. him. He had a he had an, a a porn thing going on though mm-hmm. on the internet. I mean they never said porn, right? Um, they just said you know she referred to the girls that she couldn't compete with on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and then he smashed his computer later, so that would lead you to think that it's porn. It's a very old computer that he smashed, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I um, was wondering why he had a giant monitor, an old CRT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live in this really fancy <laughs> house. I'm like, oh, that's why, because they couldn't afford to smash a real computer. <laughs> yeah. Well, wouldn't it have hurt your heart if he smashed a real one? It would have. But... um. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting, because I bet a lot of divorces occur... Over things, you know, just just basically that the not communicating, the not feeling like you're in sync, not feeling loved. Well, and they had concept. separate finances too. You could, you know, you mm-hmm. could tell. Then that that came up. They were arguing about that. Yeah, she had a career. He had a career. He was never there. She was kind of never there. And they just both kind of just got sick of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when he turns to his father for help. Father gives him the love dare. Now, the love dare apparently is 40 um, days of doing certain things out of this book. Every day you you start, like the first one, if I remember right, was don't you don't say anything negative about the other person mm-hmm. or to the other person. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you do that, plus you add, I don't know, doing something nice for yeah, the other person. Or saying something. It starts nice. off really small and by the middle of it, you know, and near the end, you're sacrificing things, you're giving up things, you're really, really out and out. They don't obviously tell you all of the steps that he goes through. Because they want you to buy the book. Because they want you to buy that <laughs> book. And that right there, Jen, though though the book spent what, sixty weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, though it is it has done very, very well. The movie was simply a vehicle to get that book out. Mm-hmm. And that irritated me. It was a big giant commercial starring Kurt Cameron. Although, um, 
you know, on the the good side of that, you know, if it did reach a lot of not churchy people, which I don't know if it did or not, then it's a good thing. Because, I, I agree. I'm just saying but, the yeah, principle of it. They could have done a much better job with the movie and still sold a lot of books. Yeah, I think they could have too. Because there were a lot of plot things that were just really weak Yeah, within the movie. They didn't tell the stories very well, but... You know, some some of the angles they came out were good. Well, like, okay, like the point with the salt and pepper shakers in, in the scene, um, the black fella, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but and, and, and Kurt Cameron's character are sitting there and he glues this salt and pepper shaker together. And of course, Kurt Cameron tries to pull them apart. And he's using this as a man and a woman and, and how they're fused together in marriage. And he goes to tear them apart. And he's like, don't do that. You can't break them apart without breaking both of them. Mm hmm. And that was a good point. Right. Very cheesy way to make it. Yeah. Because nobody in real life sits around and does that kind of stuff. Well, no, and salt and pepper shakers are really cheap, so you could just buy more if someone did happen to do that to your salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> or just a chance that you're going to not rummage around forever. Where did I put that super glue so I can teach Kirk Cameron a lesson he'll never forget? I know. We can never find super glue when we need it. And then and then the um, then there's the comic relief characters, Okay. Yeah. In in the fire department, you know, there's these two overweight firemen, which, how does that happen? I don't know. I mean, they weren't just a little bit overweight. They were chunky. They were some chunky dudes. They made me look thin. Yep. And uh, pretty funny, pretty funny stuff. There was one scene in particular where um, this dude's bragging. Kirk Cameron goes out of the room, comes back with two bottles of hot sauce. And then he dares the guy to drink it. And Kurt, mm-hmm. of course, starts and drinks the whole bottle, pretending that it's his burn in his mouth. The other guy starts drinking his. It turns out Kirk's was he had traded it out for tomato juice. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Great, you know, comedic moment. But it's like, OK, so he had two bottles of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> yeah, really. Who has that? And he had tomato juice. Yeah. They just kept it around. And they were the both n- new. They had never the been n- open. The new firemen. So, yeah, it's not the love dare. It's the stupid guy dare. <laughs> so there's just, it, it, yeah. you could tell somebody just wrote this out because it made a point. It made a joke. Mm-hmm. They didn't really think of the realness of it. And, and that kind of stuff pulled me out of the movie quite a bit. Yeah. Although I do have to say, um, they did a very good job with, um, you know, they had a lot of black people, a lot of white people in the movie. I, I, that was an, another and, thing I was going to give And you don't usually for. see that, especially a movie coming out of the state of Georgia. That's, yeah. that's pretty There was a ton impressive. of diversity in there. Yeah. And, you know, the, the who I would consider, honestly, the best actor was this black dude I keep referring to. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was good. He wasn't cheesy. And you don't, I was telling Jen, I said... There weren't this many black folks in barbershop. <laughs> there was a lot of color in this movie, and yeah. I, I really, really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. I really did. And and none of them died. No. Usually if a black dude's in a white movie, mm-hmm. he's dead. <laughs> Early on. <laughs> and they know it. But uh, but no, hats off to these yeah. guys. They, I, You know, I, I want to think most of the people, I think, came out of their church. Mm-hmm. And so if these guys are coming out of their church, hats off to them for, for uh, being in Georgia and having a diverse congregation like that. I, I hope they didn't have to hire all their diversity. <laughs> the entire, that's terrible. That would be. They partnered with the black church in town. Well, it's like, it's like churches that go on, um, go on Getty's images, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and find this multicultural group and you go to their mm-hmm. church. There ain't no Asian people no. in this church. <laughs> it's all white people. <laughs> But yeah, so that was good. But um, all in all, I mean, it had really good points, and it had really big cheese. Yeah, it did. Especially at the end. Spoiler alert! Um, she she comes up. He he basically pays off. Her, her mother's had a stroke. There's all these doctor bills, an ungodly amount of money for a scooter and some bed frames. Yeah. $28,000. I, I was going to look online and see what it can't possibly cost. He's them. got this boat fund. He he's And insurance won't cover any of it. No, that, no, that no. That doesn't even... I mean, she, surely she could have been at least on Medicare. I mean, Medicare will cover it. She's, you know, flirting with this doctor. Suddenly mm-hmm. somebody comes in and pays the bill. She assumes it's him. Um, of course, it turns out it's Kirk who is... Who has sold his or, or you know taken his boat money and mm-hmm. bought all this stuff? That's only when she falls in love with him. So the book doesn't save the marriage. She still hates him. It's the twenty-four thousand. Yeah, he pays off the money. It turns out the doctor who wasn't cute. 
who wasn't attractive. You compare him to Kirk Cameron. You're just not going to go for the doctor. I'm a dude, and I would date Kirk Cameron. (laughs) Compared to that guy. (laughs) I am as straight as they come, and I would date Kirk Cameron before I date that dude. Oh, he was terrible. And he was a terrible actor, but. Yeah, he he was just like, hey, you're cute. Yeah. I mean, he talked just like that. Yeah. It wasn't, but he didn't have the confidence no. or the, the, the not cockiness, but he didn't have the smugness, a, the doctor persona. No, he looked like somebody that bust tables but yeah. wearing a white coat while he did it. And he, hey, he talked like mighty, that too. You're mighty cute. I mean, he literally talked yeah. just like that. Was, I, your husband must not know what he's doing. To, yeah. to, to lose you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, everybody had Southern accents too, by the way, except for Kurt. So yeah, and the leading lady. Since it came out of Georgia. But um, I, I I will say I hats off to him um, for making movies of this quality with mm-hmm. almost no money. Um, yeah. You're doing better than any other Christian person I've ever seen. Even Ted Decker. I I, ca- I saw a couple of his movies this week. Did he make? He uh, I don't know. They're just based on his. But book. three was decent. But I want to see it, so great. don't spoil. And and uh, I just saw House, which mm-hmm. apparently he co-wrote with S- Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti. I don't care for supernatural Christian movies any or books anymore. I remember no. Piercing the Darkness back in the day. So useless. I just don't see a point in all of that. It's so funny to me how Christians anymore seem so infatuated with the devil and demons to the point that they read, read more and study more about them than they do God. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I yeah. don't see any point to it. I wasn't that impressed with the book that the house was based on. So. Yeah. So anyway, it was dumb. It Although had no sense. Three, three was an excellent book. Yeah. So. Well, the movie was okay. I could tell that the book was probably better. It had a great twist at the end. That yeah. was really the only thing that was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see. Yeah, I don't. The way there wasn't a ton of action in the book until the end. So I, well, I mean, there kind of was, but. I, I I could see it not translating into a good movie. Right. Well, the whole the whole movie uh, was filmed in Albany, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Small town in Georgia. We're familiar with it mostly just from you know. Yeah, it's kind of like west west of a. Yeah, yeah. Where we're from, but, but it's funny. Apparently, from this movie, there is a major fire or accident in this town of three thousand <laughs> almost every day. Yes. Pretty dang often. I mean, so don't move to Albany. Firefighters in Albany, Georgia, are in danger constantly. Constantly, they have fat poli- firemen, and they will not save you. They're no. in training. Yes, and they're not team members yet. They're working. I mean, you would expect that in New York City, to, and even in New York. I mean, I can't imagine they have that many fires. Mm-mm-mm. Not well, maybe every day, but. All in all, Jen, would you suggest people watch this uh, movie if they're you know? Is there anything? That would benefit a marriage watching this movie. Is it inspirational at all? I think so. I do too. Because the the thing I liked about it is is one, it, it took a scenario that I think every marriage deals with of just being fed up with each other, mm-hmm. and it it really hits home the idea that it's not up to the other person to fix things. It's up to you. I exactly. It's up to you to make an effort, and if you make an effort, there's a pretty dang good chance you can fix things. Yeah, that was that seemed to be the central point. He was so fed up with her, he could only see her faults and her problems and wanted her to change. And if she mm-hmm. gave him respect, if he just gave if, if she just gave him some respect, then he would love her the way she needed to be loved. And and the thing I got out of it is he just he switched that around. He put himself out there, made himself vulnerable, and he pulled the love out of her by the way he mm-hmm. changed. You know, he got rid of his porn. He he gave he got rid of this boat, which was more than just because his mom needed it. I got a feeling he would have found a way to do something anyway. That character, because he was trying to show her that nothing was more important than to her, and that mm-hmm. had been a point of contention: is what do you need a boat for? You know, um, there was. Uh, so yeah, and and that's a good thing. That's something we preach on this show: is mm-hmm. is that you know put the other person first, right? And I mean. They they did it. They flipped it the other way, but but one huge way, you know, from a woman's point of view, to gain the res or not respect of your husband, but to to make your husband into the person you would like him to be is to be the kind of person to be supportive of him. Yeah. And it switched. It switched in the movie because he's trying with her instead of her trying with him. But right. but that's you know a one thing you know nagging and complaining and griping isn't going to work. But. Right. But really supporting them, you know, treating them like they are how you want them to be. Right. And once once he did 
pull that out of her. She did affirm him. Mm -hmm. She did appreciate what he did. Um, But again, you can't make a withdrawal until you've made a deposit. And he wasn't putting anything out there. He was just taking. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even know how to take it at first. She didn't know how to trust him. So I think also it did paint a very real picture that just because you change doesn't mean it's going to work right away either. Right. So it wasn't this, I got to give him credit for not being magical, you know. No, and it took a long time and a lot of stuff. Yeah. It it, it wasn't until It was more bad than good for for quite a bit of the movie. And she was quite annoyed with him the whole Um, time. Uh, now, now, one of the weaker points of the movie was they live within walking distance, apparently, of a condemned Christian camp. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> Every time Dad and Kirk went for a walk, they ended up at this cross. At the cross. That with no overgrown grass, Mm-mm. with a bunch of stumps that were brand new. But yeah. this was a condemned Christian camp. How many condemned, uh, abandoned Christian camps do you think there are in the nation? Probably, Zero. Probably not many. There's none. There is only one camp that's ever been abandoned, and it is stalked by a man in a hockey mask. Mm. Um, unfortunately. And I don't uh, remember a cross anywhere yeah, around. Abandoned Christian camps are stalked by, I don't know, some homeless. Must be stalked by a lawnmower since <laughs> they kept it yeah. off really nice. So. <laughs> lawnmower man is there. So, anyway. yeah, a homeless pastor roams and, and preaches to people in the night, scares mm-hmm. them. And keeps the, keeps the, but yeah, that was super cheese because he he had said his little bit and ended leaning on the cross. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's yeah. just like it was cheesy. It was a good point again, but a cheesy way of delivering it. Yeah, it would be a good church way of delivering exactly things. in a movie. It looks a little ridiculous. Exactly, there are some jokes and some points that can only be made when you're standing behind a box called a pulpit and when you mm-hmm. when you try to be a movie guy. I just think the Kendricks need to. Write their stuff and then submit it to real people, <laughs> yeah, and get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it was good though. I mean, all it in was all. entertaining. I mean, I didn't just get bored out of my mind or anything. Right, I didn't so. fall asleep. I didn't throw up. So it was okay. And it's on Netflix. So if you're a Netflix person, it's not on streaming, but you can uh, you can get it and watch it. And it's out on DVD. Apparently, there's a soundtrack and a whole nine yards, but uh, yeah, it was all right. I would have changed quite a bit about it, but all in all. All in all, it's worth, it was worth watching. Yeah, I, I'm not going to give it a thumbs up, though. Not, we're not going to go buy it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't buy Passion of the Christ, either. I don't know why people would. Yeah, it's for the bloopers. <laughs> no. Something you don't want to watch. I don't over want to and over see again. that again. I appreciate it. I love it. I think yeah. it's awesome, but I don't ever want to see that again. I'm sorry. It's yeah. not something I just want to sit down and say. I'd just love to see my savior <laughs> die again. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm you gonna just, fast forward to the stripe scene. You experience once, but yeah, you don't. You know, just wanna. Ugh. So um, anyway, they're going to be making another movie. Apparently, it's called Letters from God, and uh, the the girl, the lady from mm-hmm. the movie, is in it. She wasn't bad. No, she wasn't a bad actor. But the, okay, at the end, this is the last thing I want to talk about about this movie, and then we'll we'll get in some emails. But um, the very end, spoiler alert. Okay, she finds out obviously that Kurt's paid off this bill. She comes mm-hmm. to the to the firehouse, and there's this this. Uh, moment like out of every you know romantic comedy or whatever chick flick where their distance there there's a distance between them and she looks at him and she says if i haven't told you that i've forgiven you then i do and if i haven't told you lately that i love you i truly do and it's like that sounds really great and poetic Mm mm-hmm but you go from hating his guts to to like I if I haven't told you lately, yeah. <laughs> like in at least sixty days, you ain't said nothing to this dude. <laughs> well, there was the whole oh and the Chick Fil A. You got to mention the Chick Fil A. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I forgot Sorry. about that. All right, just remember- at some point when when Jen and I are watching movies and I get kind of bored, I start going <laughs> MST3K on it. Okay, if you're not familiar, Mystery Science Theater 3000 was on mm-hmm. Sci-Fi and Comedy Central back in the day, and it was these two robots and a dude, and they would make fun of old movies, okay? And you'd see their little silhouettes. You probably know what I'm talking about by now. 
Um, so I start cracking jokes on this movie, and and but the girl gets sick, and it's not mm-hmm. really obvious she's sick. She looks like she's just sad and depressed. Well, yeah, but she apparently is sick. Yeah, I she's don't know. Sick. You can't really tell. Can't she's tell. just having a tough day or what? Yeah, but. but he he's gonna go, and he he slips out, and he comes back with some food, <laughs> and it's Chick freaking fillet. And there, and if you don't know, Chick fil A is a Christian owned and operated you know uh, franchise. It's a great place to get sandwiches, and it is probably the only Christian place in the planet that I'm like. Like, yes. that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Every other one, it's just like, but why did you put a Christian fish on your sign? You're a plumber. But, um, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's just hilarious. The moment he comes in, you know, she's, he's the Christian now. She's the one who's, who's rejecting all this. So it's like, here's some Christian food, honey. <laughs> to make this will fix you up. <laughs> and then it's like chicken soup, which is the last thing anybody ever yeah. gets at Chick-fil-A. But all the labels are facing out, you know. Yeah, which they did sponsor it with salt. Well, of course. End. And they do the, the same thing in movies. I mean, you can't yeah. see Jack Bauer without seeing Dell flashing everywhere mm-hmm. and Nokia and all the different products. So yeah. product placement just, in a Christian movie had to be a Christian product. <laughs> Here's some Christian food. It'll fix you up. <laughs> and it did. It, it did. It did. So if you're the, the moral of the story is if you're struggling if, if your marriage is falling apart go get that mean wife of yours some christian food <laughs> it'll make her nice that's a sneaky way of getting jesus in them that was kind of the turning point too i mean was. she was starting did it. she was starting to uh you know really like him a little more yeah she never did eat that dumb soup Mm-mm, didn't see it said their chicken soup really isn't well, that good and chi- well and chicken soup is one of those things that you can't really eat on camera during a love Movie. <laughs> You're kind of slurping. I kind of love you, <laughs> and I just want to get on my knees as Kirk Cameron and tell you, <laughs> it's a little You're cold. the most beautiful person I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just not the most attractive thing. I no. mean, imagine that scene at the end. The only way it could have been worse is if I haven't told you lately that I love you. Here, let me eat the soup. <laughs> then I do. So, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And I kept thinking, um, you know, they didn't have kids. And I'm like, what kind of housework are they arguing over? There is, there's no two, two-year-old and five-year-old running around spreading Th- your stuff. This sounds all. terrible. This sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Their house was absolutely pristine. I know. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, oh no! What well, are you saying? No, I'm just saying their house was pristine, and, and and every time they showed Grandpa, he was in this one room. <laughs> yeah. And so me and Jen have this theory that he was actually in the same house, <laughs> but they just shot it to make it look like he was far he was four, hours four hours they away. They had to mention he was four hours away. Mm-hmm. And 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 boy, Grandpa must have drove that thing 14 times he in the did. course of the movie. But every time they called him, Grandpa was in the study. And so at the very end, when when uh, their marriage was whole and he calls Dad, mm-hmm. um, they just did a music montage. You couldn't hear him. So it was perfect to start riffing the show again. And it was like, uh, you guys got your marriage back together? Great. I can leave this office. <laughs> he was like sitting in there waiting. And he was just waiting for 40 days, you know. And he kept using a landline, which I guess that's normal. <laughs> but it was so odd. It was a cordless phone. It was just weird. Oh, was it yeah, a cordless it was, phone? But it was... It was a cordless phone. But they they treated it like it was an office phone because it's like he just couldn't leave the phone. Grandpa didn't have no cell phone. He needed to get one, especially with his four-hour travels. (laughs) That's like um, when we we visited my grandmother at a house she was staying at, and they had a regular phone there. Mm -hmm. And both of our kids were just like entranced by it. They'd not not really ever been around a regular phone. They kept pushing buttons, especially Dunder. (laughs) Well, yeah, and then and then our daughter asked what the outlet was over our kitchen sink. Yeah. You know, what is that for? That's for a phone. And she's like, huh? <laughs> but you don't have any cords on your phone. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so there's our review of Fireproof. Yeah. Go go check it now out. Now that we've spoiled all the good parts, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Never, the, 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 the theme was never leave your partner behind. Wow. Yeah. And there's a book, The Love Dare, available at Sam's Club. That's the only place I've ever seen it. <laughs> really? I'm yeah. sure it's everywhere. We'll have to check it out. Because Jen and I have been invited by our church to do a um, a, a couple's Sunday school class starting next quarter. We could do The Love Dare. I wonder if we could both do it at the same time to each other. Yeah, you can. 
Really? Yeah. Do you, can you just buy one book or do you need two? It's cool. You, you take a bottle, you put it between you, you spin it, <laughs> and you say, love or dare. <laughs> love. Kiss somebody on the nose. Okay. And then if you say dare, then you have to tell some secret. <laughs> I think your toes smell like corn chips. <laughs> no, that's truth, though. Oh, dang it. That didn't work. Love or dare. Well, you have to go outside naked. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> dare, dare means you have to read one of the pages in the book. Oh, and it. dang it. I had to memorize scripture. And the funny thing was, too, you know, one of the things is he has to order, one of them was to order her flowers or get something yeah. for her or something, so he orders flowers. 25 bucks. He can't spend 50. 25. Yeah. He nickels and dimes the lady he's down. He's got $24,000 set aside for a boat, but he can't, well, that might be why. But, um. Uh, so he gets them down to the cheapest thing ever. And like on the, you know, they show the flowers and it's like three weeds. Yeah. And a ribbon and just a giant vase. Yeah. This giant vase, which they, I mean, I worked for a florist and they never, mm-hmm. they'd never put anything out. What like you get is like two or three roses Yeah, or you get some carnations or and, something. And no vase, you know, they'll, they'll, or, that's the way to save Or a really money. skinny, cheap vase. Or they wouldn't dethorn it, you know, and you'd have mm-hmm. to do it yourself. There's, there's things you can do to save money on flowers, but yeah, yeah uh, just but this they, random But then he would have had to pay clippings. delivery. Yeah, what does it look like? And then chocolates, which isn't normal. I mean, some florists do that, but it's yeah. not. And you definitely not for $25. So, Well, they were trying to get across the point that he wasn't trying. His heart right. wasn't in it. And again, they overdid it. It was just a, it, it was, yeah. it was reality, but the way they chose to go about it, you know, just cheese, just a little bit mm-hmm. of cheese. It's like when you, when you read a foreign um, translation, like you could tell the person that wrote this advertisement or this set of directions was not, in, you know, an mm. English speaking person. Mm-hmm. It's like, does it ever occur to these people to run this past? They've done the pro, the hard part of translating it and it's 85% correct. Right. They Why don't they just have someone some read it and, uh-huh. and fix it that speaks English? Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie reminded me of. It's like they were so close with a lot of great points and stuff, but they just didn't have the skills to make it believable and fit in reality. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like it was a story told again from a pulpit, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the only problem. And I, and that, I, that's actually be being nice because there's not a whole lot wrong with this movie. I mean, Kirk Cameron, you know, he's he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's all right. He's he's no Mel Gibson. He's pretty typecast, so it's hard to get past yeah. his um, yeah. growing pains days. Yeah, but he's not wrinkly enough yet. No, and he has a baby face. I mean, he, he just does. doesn't look much older than he did then. Mm-mm. And that was 20 years ago, wasn't it? Yep. Dude looks young. He's probably like 40, 50-something. Probably. Dang. Well, he was a teenager when, no, he's only about... Five, eight years older than me, I guess. Five or eight. Oh, he's old. So so tell me one more thing. I know we keep mm-hmm. saying we're not going to talk about this movie anymore. Tell me the part at the end. He, he only kisses the leading actress one time, and it's at the end of the movie. What little tidbit of knowledge do you have about I that scene? I thought I read somewhere, and it might have been in one of those AG magazines. I might be completely wrong about this, but that he doesn't do love scenes with other women, that what they did was had... His wife stand in mm-hmm. and wear like the same dress, and, and I think she her. and he kissed her, and she had dark, you know, long hair, kind of looked similar. And if you notice that that scene's not a close up, I think it's right. like a silhouette, and her face is hidden, and and you kind of yeah. see him. I'm pretty sure I read that. That, that wow. that's just what he doesn't he doesn't do. He doesn't do love scenes with other women. Mm. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I can argue too much with that. I mean, in the realm of Hollywood, that seems absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it does. But but when you think of your own spouse, yeah, I don't know that. Well, I, and and think about this: there's so much to that because how many movies do you see where people act in a movie together, they make out like mad on camera, and then you see in the paper thing as you're checking out of Walmart that they're dating. Mm-hmm. So there is no fake kissing. Right. There is no fake getting it on in a movie. When you do that. Your emotions are involved, and mm-hmm. people start going out after that. Yeah. yeah. So hats off to Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Good deal. For that much, anyway. Mm-hmm. You got a hot wife, kiss her. Kiss her on camera. That's Do right. It. I would. So anyway, um, we got a couple of emails. Let me read one here. James and Jen just wanted to thank you guys for your most recent episode of Geek Loves Nerd. Lately, I've been talking about the Hope one that we did. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of feedback on that one, actually. 
Lately, I've been terrified of what will or will not happen in my future, and the idea of hope has been completely vacant because it has been obscured by fear. In mid-May of this year, I will be getting laid off, and while I've been looking for a job, nothing has come up yet. My finance, I'm sorry, my fiance, was diagnosed with something, a spinal disorder in the upper part of the back, and his doctor told him it could cause issues with his heart due to the spine pressing on it if they fix it soon, if they don't fix it soon. They're getting ready to do that surgery in either April or May. We're waiting on some tests. And while he's off work, he will receive no pay. And we're looking at him being out for at least six months. Dang. Ugh. I know. I'm thankful that James brought up that God told him not uh, that God told him to outlive this. What an awesome thing for God to say because it's God telling you that it will pass, and when it is all said and done, your life will go on. Uh, it, it, if, if it's not anything close to what you considered normal previously, even if. Uh, thanks for putting on an awesome show and teaching people like me that even through all this crap. I know God still loves me, and that's something I don't have to hope for. It's something I just fall back on. Laurel. That's, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's perfect. Something you fall back on. That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Having done all to stand, but you don't stand alone. Um, hey, folks. I listened to your Hope podcast this week, and, I, and though I don't usually write to podcasters ever, I just wanted to say... That of the Geek Loves Nerd episodes I've listened to, this was by far and away the best. You were both very inspired and inspirational, and everything you said was spot on. Great work. Thank you. I love the relaxed banter. Jen's laugh is infectious. I agree. That's why I try to make her laugh as much as possible. I have never heard that before. It's awesome. You have a great laugh. I always thought I had a weird laugh. No, it is amazing. And I love to hear it. I love to make you laugh ever since we first met. Really? Yes. I did not even know that. Why do you think I pick on you all the time? I, I try I to get you to do laugh. it to torture me endlessly. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Anyway, um, keep up the good work. Love, uh, love, blessings, <laughs> Steve. Well, love well Steve. Steve, I didn't know it was like that one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that about wraps up this show. Anything else you'd like to say, Jen? Um, I don't think so. Good. All right. Well, um, thanks for joining us. Go or don't check out that movie. We don't care. <laughs> Whatever We're not do. making any money on it. <laughs> no, no. Um, there's plenty of good movies out there. This isn't one of them, but it's got a great point. I think it could help you, you know, think outside yourself. Check out our website, geeklovesnerd.com. we got forums and all kinds of stuff. Email your questions, comments, suggestions, tips, feedback, whatever. Geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. You can also phone that kind of stuff in at 2, I'm sorry, 9203-GLN-GLN. That's 9203-GLN-GLN. Till next time, Jen, I loved you. I loved you, too. Oh, you're so sweet. Peace out.